Welcome to the sixth episode of the Koi Wolf Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, John Henshaw. In this episode, I'm sharing an excerpt from my interview with Amanda Orson. Amanda is the VP of Growth at Zift. Zift provides enhanced cross-platform parental controls for iOS and Android. The conversation picks up at a place where I was telling her how in my neighborhood and in my community, a lot of the parents have been talking about sort of a feeling of helplessness around being able to manage their kids' device usage. And so she talks about sort of the strategies and approaches that she takes, uh, particularly in uh, a market where she's also competing with companies like Apple. So how are you um, getting the word out for this? And, and, and the reason why I'm asking is because even in my own sort of like community, it's been coming up a lot lately. There, it's, I mean, I don't know why it's only coming up in, in late 2018, but, but it has been coming up a lot as far as um, all the things, you know, your teens and kids, you know, younger stuff can do and you don't know about it and you really need to be using parental controls and that type of thing, um, which is shocking to me that there are <laughs> so many parents that don't even know about even the built-in tools that, which I've, you know, have already established suck, <laughs> um, let alone, you know, what's even out there in general. How do you, um, if, if the big companies with the with the sort of features that they've checked off their list, you know, you know, are, are providing certain things now can't even inform uh, parents very well of this. I mean, how are you reaching them? That's a great question. And it's a problem that we're continuing to solve. Um, in the interest of full disclosure right now, we're working on trying to make the product as, as good as it can possibly be, because I firmly believe as a product marketer, right? Like my role has shifted, shifted over time where I was an agency marketer, marketing for a lot of companies. And now I'm very product centric on one product. Um, the most valuable asset I have in my marketing toolkit is a product that other people want to tell their friends about, because I know that that's how it's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, you're hanging out at a soccer field and talking about this problem with another dad whose kid is on the field. And you'll say, oh, you know, I actually have a solution for that. And then you offer the name. So fundamentally, you know, 51% of all the marketing of this product, and probably more than that, is going to come down to product. It's an interesting problem set. I'm a nerd, uh, if you couldn't tell. Uh, it's an interesting problem set from a marketing perspective because I'm watching in real time the changing of the way that we talk about this. So if you look and do some keyword research in the category, you'll see that the uh, search volume for things like parental controls really peaked several years ago, and it's not a term that parents know. And so uh, my partner, Dr. Julia Gerner, is a, a psychologist, and she described what psychologists look for when they are evaluating someone who's doing a Rorschach test. And it happens to be a really good analogy for this. The whole category um, is sort of focused on the ink blot in the middle. And Julie will tell you that when psychologists are evaluating a Rorschach test, what they're looking for is how the person reading it back may be incorporating the white space around it. In the same way, right now, I think we are so focused as a competitive set on people looking for parental controls, we're missing the bigger picture, which is that most parents feel helpless and like they don't have tools and they've given up. 
So I would say our number one marketing challenge is probably overcoming parental helplessness, not necessarily overcoming our competitive category. But I love this. I I love what you just said, because uh, I think that in general, digital marketers look at something um, where they say, you know what, this is a category and I need to market towards the category. I need to match up um, these specific terms. And that's what I'm focusing on. And instead, you're, you're coming at it from where are they and what are the problems they have and what's the language that they use? Uh, as opposed to, uh, there's this thing called parental controls. <laughs> it's probably very competitive uh, as far as you know who might be searching it. But that's not where parents are. And that's not necessarily even what they're thinking of. In fact, they may not even know to even search for that necessarily. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. And so in, instead, what you're doing is you're, is you're looking at the, like you're saying, uh, the psychology <laughs> of, of, of sort of where people are and what are the problems um, that they're facing right now? And, and, and how can I address that? How can I meet them over here as opposed to this thing called parental controls that we hope they search for? Does that sound accurate? That's exactly it. We know that parental controls as a category is not like it just sounds medicinal, right? Like you're not going to be talking to another mom or dad. Like you're not going to talk to one of your friends about parental controls. You're probably going to be complaining about the problem in the same way, you know, 12 years ago when I was doing local lead generation for small businesses, I knew that people that needed a plumber were much less likely to talk about, you know, plumbing in their search, but they're probably talking about is how to fix leaky toilet now, <laughs> you know, you have to actually go to where the problem is, not you know, the category. It's, it's too, it's too nonspecific. It's too narrow. And the kinds of parents that are searching that are already brand aware. They're already aware of the problem and they're already aware of the solution. I'm trying to get after the white space, the vast majority of parents who just feel like this is a problem that can't be solved. And it's just not true. So, so you, uh, you mentioned that for this to be truly successful, which in the, the statement I completely agree with, that uh, essentially for you, it'll be the parent that's sitting at the, the game, you know, at halftime who's chatting with the other parent. And then they mention that because it's something that um, has helped them and, out, and helps the other. So, you know, it's kind of a word of mouth and loyalty and that type of thing. But, but how do you, uh, can you get, can you give me an example without giving too much away, I guess, you know, as far as your tactics and stuff of how you would uh, get into that white space, how you would get into um, that conversation uh, to even get somebody to know about it and tell other people about it. What, what's, what's something that is working for you or you're planning to do? Right now, PR. I mean, I, I would love to be able to say, because I have a digital marketing background, that digital marketing is the be all end all, but you know, we know that every single uh, customer that we pay to acquire is less valuable than the last one, and uh, they're more expensive to acquire in the first place. So I'm actually not relying a lot on paid advertising yet. What we're trying to do is to uh, really work PR. And, and so with, with PR, is that trying to find a compelling story uh, or, or just making sure that anytime you add uh, a new 
feature that's very you know unique to what you're offering that you do some some type of release or i mean what what, what do you mean by pr because that, that could mean different things so it's actually injecting ourselves in the conversation whenever this comes up which as you said has come up quite a lot um screen time in general is a, a topic of increasing focus it's certainly a topic of increasing media interest and uh we are definitely responsive to uh articles that we've seen uh, we make ourselves available as often as we possibly can. And at a high level, uh, we do have a PR team that has uh, helped us actually join the conversation on much larger, uh, not technical programming, which has helped, like Good Morning America. Okay. So what you're doing is you're making sure that you're part of the conversation. I mean, that's that's essentially it. Okay. Yeah. And not just from the... So to go back, I think, to another marketing truism that I know I've seen... Uh, Ray post, and I think I've seen you talk about in the past, you want to educate, you want to uh, be there to help provide a solution and to make people aware of the, the various aspects of the problem and not necessarily to come in with the hard sell. And that's really what we're doing. We're trying to provide a lot of educational resources. We've certainly put a lot into uh, content marketing. If you look at wezif.com, we have a large blog, but we've also got something called the parent portal where you can actually go in and look up apps that your child might have on their phone or that your child might be talking about and have a perspective from, you know, a parent's perspective on what that app actually does or what the concerns might actually be. Um, so really, we're trying to be a hub and an educational resource first and foremost so that we can try and tackle the problem of parental helplessness uh, because there is stuff that you can do. There are ways to get yourself educated. <laughs> you can certainly figure out what emojis actually mean uh, if you do the research. But uh, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to trying to be a help to the parents, trying to equip them with the tools. And you know, we hope that they love our product, but that's right now from a marketing perspective, that's not what I care about. What I care about is educating. Yeah, and and you're right. You're talking about Ray Ray Hoffman and or Dolan that is now. And the education is something that I know she's done a lot of, and I I really believe in. I mean, because of it's it's so effective. I actually love to do it, but I also think it's super effective. Um, and I've all, I've often uh, kind of referred to it as sort of like altruistic <laughs> marketing. You know, where where you're looking at the problems of your target audience. And you uh, want to write something. You want to create resources that are really just going to help them. <laughs> They're going to help solve a problem. And then, and it could be that it's just an association of the brand uh, with that, so that they it helps build sort of a brand affinity. Uh, but and then other times it's it's more of, and now you need this, you know, like now, now that I've taught you about this, by the way, the next step is, is using a service or something like ours. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that comes in, but categorically, this is something that parents don't need to feel helpless about. This is something that you can actually do something about. And this is something that you can educate yourself about. And, you know, we've tried to assemble a bunch of resources there in one place, um, for parents and, and, you know, we're trying to get the word out beyond above and beyond our small platforms right now. I think that's great. So the, the last thing, which you may have just answered this sort of the last question I was going to ask, or, you know, maybe there's something else, um, some other idea that you might have, but what advice do you have for anyone that's listening that is about to, or has just started a new business 
and they're competing against you know an established or or bigger company um how how can they make a name for themselves with say even a smaller budget i would say uh focus first on the business uh, in the same way that i'm focused most on product at the moment you want to focus don't try to be everything to everyone um really be known and be good for one thing uh, and then build your brand around whatever that one thing is. So, uh, for example, if you want to start a business on online reputation management, to go out against a lot of the other brands that do stuff like ORM, which I think is still pretty niche relative to marketing, but there are firms that do ORM. Maybe you're just the guy that polices reviews, and I know one of those guys right now. Um, when you focus on just that one thing, you give yourself the opportunity to be seen as the obvious expert in that small category, and then eventually you can add and build out from there. You can listen to my full interview with Amanda at coywolf.io slash Orson, O-R-S-O-N. Thanks for listening.